Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi, and I am here to talk about WandaVision Episode 6. Holy schmackaroni, as Pietro would say. Uh, reminder, WandaVision spoilers are ahead. So if you haven't seen the latest episode, Episode 6, shut this podcast down, shut it off, turn it down right now, go watch the new episode... And then come right back here to hear my reaction and my thoughts and uh, everything that I have to say about the episode because I do not want to be that guy that spoils the episode for you. Please go do uh, yourself a service and go watch it first. I hate doing this to you all and and I don't want to be that guy like I said, but I feel like every episode of WandaVision just gets better and better. Honestly, not just storyline-wise. I'm not talking about how things are progressing, which is is amazing, by the way. And I'm not just talking about, like, dope Marvel CGI stuff, which is also amazing. But I am talking about the performances by Katherine Hahn, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany. I feel like they just keep getting better and better every single episode. And I, for one, I hope, I truly hope that Katherine Hahn does not go away after the show or this season because... The MCU needs her, and the MCU is so much better with her in it. I hope she sticks around. Okay, let's start off by talking about Pietro. I feel like he really took center stage in this episode. He was a big catalyst catalyst for the storyline, um, so, so I feel like he is warranted to talk about first here. Congratulations, Marvel. He came in, he moved things along in a great way instead of just like appearing and being forced into the storyline for no reason. So I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm glad that we're moving forward with with the storyline with Pietro being a main source of that. His personality is A+. plus, Fantastic. It's gold because he is, he's like, you know, he's the, the brother-in-law in a 90s style sitcom. He's got jokes. He's got one-liners. He's a bad influence to the kids. Premium. Perfect gold standard content. So uh, love to see Pietro in this episode. I really, really enjoyed him. I thought he was really good. Pretty much everything he said um, was either like really creepy, really ominous, or really funny. Uh, so, you know, checks all the boxes. I have a few things that I want to note about him and uh, and his, and this episode with him. Um, costume matches Tommy's, just like in the comics. So that, that was pretty rad, and that was pretty awesome. It's cool to see them um, matching, and hopefully, like, we continue to get these comic book uh, nods. And, and I felt like Halloween time is the perfect place to have OG, like, Wanda and Vision costumes, OG Tommy and Billy costumes. Like, we got to see all of that happen, which was super rad. So I felt like it was a good, a perfect situation there. Um, so in the beginning of the episode, when Billy is breaking the fourth wall and he's talking to us through the camera, like, very Malcolm in the Middle-esque, um, and he's kind of talking to us about you know, like Wanda and Vision, and you know, he says like, "Mommy, Daddy uh, haven't been fighting, but like they're not the same as they once were," etc. Um, it's it's pretty apparent. It's like very noticeable that Pietro notices that Billy is breaking the fourth wall with us. So that leads me to ask questions. That leads me to believe 
is he like is he a true recast like is he there with good intentions for Wanda is he good is like is he good with Vision and the kids and like does he actually care about them like is that his main focus or does he have a greater agenda could he be sent there like is he a purposeful recast could he have been sent there by a by a you know somebody else by a, a greater being you might say. Um, so I will talk about that again in a few minutes, but I just wanted to throw that out there. If you didn't catch it, go watch the scene. It's like right in the very beginning, um, but it's it's definitely noticeable and it leads me to believe that he is there with other business in mind. Um, okay, when he goes trick-or-treating with the kids, he yells, unleash hell, demon spawn. Um, okay, like, can we just, like, let's just pop press the brakes for a second. Let's pause for a second. Um, Demon Spawn, AKA uh, Children of Mephisto. Okay, great. Lock that one up. Uh, He also states that Westview, New Jersey is charming as hell. Um, And you know what? Hey, I say stuff's charming as hell all the time. Charming, I'm charming as hell. What are you going to do? But uh, I'm pretty sure Pietro means it literally. Like it's literally charming as literal hell. Uh, I feel like he had a lot of hell devil uh, references in this episode again. Could he be there with a with like a more broad mission, something else in mind? Um, that's I'm saying yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, something's definitely up with him. I'm not saying he could be Mephisto. He could be like a vessel for Mephisto. Um, but you know, I, I know people are kind of sick and tired of the the Mephisto rhetoric of uh, you know, oh oh my gosh, it's red, it's Mephisto. Um, but you know, I feel like these are valid points here. I feel like uh, him making those sentences are very very purposeful. Uh, and then Ben Lawhorn on Twitter at Ben Lawhorn um, reminded me of the Kickass line, uh, which is just a, a fantastic reference. Uh, well done, Marvel. A you know A plus. Uh, love to see that we're having fun with the script and you know throwing out some awesome pop culture references. Um, I just watched Kickass for the first time actually uh, probably like a month ago, two months ago. Uh, excellent movie. Underrated. Uh, really really enjoyed it. It's a fun watch. I know last week that I talked about. Hayward. I talked about how I'm not very stoked about Hayward and how I'm kind of on like the the train of like I don't trust Hayward at all. Um, I can now confirm to you with a with like absolute certainty, uh, Hayward's a huge fat dick. That's just just who he is, and we all hate him. I can I feel like I can speak for everybody here. There's nobody out there that likes Hayward right now. We all hate him. He is going toe-to-toe with Monica, which, by the way, fantastic scene of, like, Monica can totally hold her own. Um, and that that was just, that was really cool to see. But, I mean, he looks for an excuse to push her and Darcy and Jimmy Woo out of, you know, their their little sword base. And Hayward's just kind of a coward. He's just kind of, like, going the cowardly route for that. And he does get called out, but he just does it anyway. Uh, and then, you know, he has data and information that he didn't share with the team that's crazy suspicious. Just throwing that out there. I feel like team leaders normally share that information with their team. And so the file that was in like this secret information that he had uh, was called Cataract. Like that was the file name of what he was doing. Uh, we know that it was used to track vision. Um, but the, the definition for Cataract is like is very applicable here. A medical condition in which the lens of the eye becomes progressively opaque, resulting in blurred vision. Um, hello, people, blurred vision? 
uh, plus opaque, we could take to mean like dead, uh, because we've seen Vision dead, and now we've seen Pietro dead. Um, so, yeah. I just, I feel like things are stacking up against Hayward here, and he definitely has another agenda for sure. I am still sticking with the fact that he could be a scroll. I'm still sticking with the fact that he could be working for Hydra. Either are totally possible, uh, and I think I think one of them is going to show itself in the next couple of episodes. I would hope before the finale, because I think we only have three episodes left. So I'd hope we get like a nice season, like a nice episode seven ending where we kind of get some more information on Hayward, and it turns out that he is um, absolutely the dick that we all know he is, because that's actually going to happen. I feel like this episode really picked up in the last five minutes, uh, or, you know, basically as soon as Vision stepped out of Westview, uh, and I, I was not, I was not mentally and emotionally prepared to see Vision um, dying again. Like, please, can I get a warning here? Like, I need a... I need, like, an emotional, like, you know, a warning before the episode that says, like, emotionally brace yourself for what you're about to see. Because I wasn't ready for that, and he just started falling apart, and he started dying, like, right in front of my eyes. And, I, you know, I was getting some serious Infinity War vibes with when people were starting to dust, and I wasn't ready for that. Thank God that Wanda extended the hex. I assume he is safe. I assume he is still alive, because it's kind of the... I felt like one of the main reasons she extended the hex was to uh, ensure that he lives. But I guess we don't know. I guess we don't know for sure. Hayward doesn't help him either. Dude, bro, let's, come on, get your act together. The least you could do is help an Avenger. Like, please, I mean, hey, even more, you know, even more uh, oil to the flame here that he's a scroll or he's working for Hydra because he wouldn't want Vision to come back or be alive and he wouldn't want to help him. Plus, he changed, you know, he, he handcuffs Darcy to a car, which is super not cool in general. But yeah, Wanda extends the hex at the, like, at the very end of the episode, she extends the hex and, uh, pulls Vision back and it was super, super cool to see, what everything was becoming as she extended the hex, like, uh, you know, like the parking lot of cars turned into like a used car lot. And then all of these sword, uh, bases turned into like a circus and soldiers were turning into clowns and mimes, uh, which I, I thought that was really, really cool to see it happen to like get a full understanding of, Oh, these are how things change when they enter the hex. Uh, because, the last time we saw something enter the hex and change really like that was the helicopter in like the first or second episode. And and we didn't know how that worked. We didn't know if Wanda caused that or what, but it must be the power of the hex that just changes things automatically to fit in with the world. And in regards to the hex as well, like only certain sections are working, right? So this whole um, interface between Vision and Agnes at like the edge of town is chilling, it's really, really crazy because only certain parts of Westview are working. I don't know if we know a direct reason to that. I could assume it's because of the power that it takes out of Wanda to actually, like, control the hex and keep it going and keep it running is insane. It has to be massive. So there's no way she could keep it all going all at the same time. So I think she picks and chooses maybe where uh, that energy goes and what part of the town is alive and when it's alive. Still super, super creepy and... You know, Vision's on to this. I think I, I still stick by my guns. I still think we're going to see a Wanda and Vision standoff. And I think Vision's going to turn. I, I think he's going to understand that she is no good. 
okay, I'm going to talk about the commercial real quick because what the hell? I didn't understand that commercial. I watched it and I was like, what did I just watch? Like, what the heck was that? Most confusing, confusing commercial yet. Hands down, no question about it. Corellia Christina on Twitter is convinced that it is a reference to the Soul Stone, which I could totally see, I could totally agree with, because it looks like every commercial so far has been a reference to an Infinity Stone of some sort. So if we continue with that thought process, then a Soul Stone would make sense here from what we saw this, like, claymation boy turning into a skeleton, right? Like, sucking the soul out of him. So Corellia, I, I could totally see that. Um... But I also have a different theory to the commercial as well. I feel like the little boy could be representative of Wanda in some capacity. He is wearing a red shirt. Okay, so Wanda, again, like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to come over here and be like, yo, red, Mephisto, Wanda, ah! But red, Wanda, Mephisto, that's what I'm saying here. The shark actually could be Mephisto, or it could be something like Mephisto providing her with the powerful magic to make her a survivor. Because it says, Yo Magic Yogurt is the food for survivors. So this shark, so if this shark is Mephisto, that would absolutely make sense because the shark gives the yogurt to the little boy and the very magic that is provided to her is sucking her dry, sucks her soul out of her, which is exactly what happens in the comics with Mephisto. Just saying. Uh, and a few Twitter thoughts to close us out. So, at Damus Chronicles wants to see the aerospace engineer. Damus, I agree with you 100%. I want to see the aerospace engineer that Monica mentioned last episode. We all know that Marvel is so good about planting little seeds here and there and making us wait to get to them. We have, you know, we got like years of, of growing these seeds until we actually get to see what it becomes. And we know they always pay off, so I trust you, Marvel. You, you do your thing. But, hey, I agree. I want to get moving on this. I want to see the aerospace engineer. I don't think we're going to get to see it here in this series. I do think it was a smaller seed for something in the future. But you never know. Uh, and then at Ben Embry wants to know what is the deal with Agnes. Is she an ally for Wanda and an antagonist? Or is she just another Westview pawn? Um, look, I think she's a bit more than a pawn. Honestly, I think she plays a bigger role, which is why we're seeing more screen time of her. But I, I do think she's an ally for Vision because when she mentions the Avengers and she looks like she's all nervous and like flustered, you know, like you get kind of like if you see a movie star or something like that. So I feel like she is an ally for the Avengers and she's an ally for the real world type situation. So... I think she wants to help Vision, and I think she wants Vision to stop Wanda. Um, I, I hope we continue to see her more in the last three episodes and get an answer as to what she is actually doing and um, what she actually, you know, is a part of, um, whether that be just a pawn or something more or an Agatha Harkness situation. I don't know for sure, but I think she's more than a pawn. And then... I, you know, I just, I, I agree with you, Ben. You also mentioned that uh, Pietro better be part of the XMU or a massive disappointment. Totally agree. Uh, we got a nice big buildup. We got a good solid foundation laying here. And uh, if we don't see him as part of like the mutants, uh, you know, version in the future, massive letdown, I think we're going to get it. 
What theories do you have for where the show is heading? What did you think about episode six? Uh, give me all of your thoughts. Please send me all of your thoughts at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter or Instagram and let me know. I am dying to continue talking about this. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. And don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts either. It helps this show become more discoverable to other Marvel fans like yourself, and that is pretty rad. Uh, I will see you back here on Tuesday, where I will be looking at some more WandaVision theories for the remaining three episodes, because we are on a, a friggin' rocket train to hell, and I just have to keep digging and digging and digging, because that's what this whole show is all about. I'll see you soon, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Faster.